2022 is more than halfway through. Time flies when you're having fun or when there's a new world-changing event being reported on for every news cycle every morning. But whether you're wanting to purchase a home or sell your current residence, the ever-changing news cycle can be hard to follow in relation to real estate. In this week's episode of Real Estate Roundup, a part of the Beyond Real Estate Podcast, I'm Jalen McKenna, a mortgage advisor, and with me as always is Nick Gumpert, a realtor extraordinaire working in the greater Los Angeles area. And today we will be discussing what the rest of 2022 holds for the housing market, cover current trends, predictions for home prices, and the state of the rental market. If you're looking for clarity about what is happening in this current market, what to expect for the rest of 22, and how this all affects 2023, you won't want to miss this week's episode of Real Estate Roundup. Welcome to Beyond Real Estate with Jaylook, the podcast discussing parenting, real estate, and business. Every week we go in depth on how to become successful in business and life. Jalen, take it away. As I said in the intro, there seems to be a never ending list of news articles and factoids about what's going on in the real estate market. And it can cause a lot of confusion, especially how quickly we've seen this market change from earlier in this year to where we are today as of recording, which is mid-August. So today we're going to try to get some clarification for you. Just let you know exactly where we stand, what you can expect for the rest of this year, and how this is all going to affect the 2023 market. We're going to start off with what trends are currently affecting the housing market. Nick, you are currently selling some homes, buying some homes, being a busy realtor man. So what are you seeing out there in relation to, we'll start off with the buyers and then let's go into sellers right after that. What are some trends that are currently affecting the market? Currently, buyers are able to get a hold of a lot more listings at Atlas price and even below list price. Those are definitely some trends in the California market. To be more specific in the San Gabriel Valley cities that I track, in around 40% is a pretty normal percentage of homes throughout the San Gabriel Valley that have sold under list price. So those are real trends in real time for the San Gabriel Valley market that again, buyers never were in that space six months ago. They weren't in that space two years ago. So I think that's newer as well as, and here's an interesting one that I've shared on social media with a few posts recently, and that is buyers also being able to get seller credit. Again, that was unheard of Mm. six months ago and a year ago to buy down their interest rate. So now prospective buyers out there, for those of you that feel like that market was so competitive, it is different now. Link in with a local real estate professional because they, those that understand the space that we're currently in are able to optimize your situation. And that going back to that seller credit, give an example, the $700,000 house. And if you get approved for, I don't know, in around 5%, which is not all that common today, high fours, low fives, you can potentially, again, depending on how motivated that seller is, it's not unheard of for that seller to then give credit. So you're buying the home at list price asking for seller credit within the transaction to get you at a 4.5 or even a 4% interest rate. So I think those are, again, are moves that you could never ask for six months ago as a buyer. And you're starting to see that a little bit more. And again, a different way to get a lower interest rate versus just hope they'll fall someday. Yeah, I'm waiting for them to drop. Actually had that conversation yesterday in an open house. I was asking some questions and, hey, have you got pre-approved yet? No, I haven't done that. 
No, like what is your ideal situation? I'm waiting for interest rates to drop a little bit more. I said, <laughs> how far is enough for you? Yeah. That's because I think we all have those generalizations. So often it's, oh, I'm waiting for things to slow down more. Slow down, how far? Like how far are you hoping they slow down or how confident are you that they're gonna slow down more three months from now, right? Yep. So I think it's interesting and it's important for prospective buyers to have that clarity so they can move when certain things do happen or when certain things don't happen. What if they don't drop? to four and a half percent. Yeah. What will you do? Is that your cue by a certain date? Okay, by October 1st, if they're not at this threshold, I'm gonna make a move regardless. I think again, it's important to have that clarity so you're not just stuck waiting. No, not yet. No, not yet. Yeah, five years later, still, no, not yeah. yet. And you've wasted yeah, so yet. much money on 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 rent and not building equity in a home. Great points there. So it sounds like it's more of a buyer's market or it's getting more to that equilibrium so maybe still a seller's market, but that's not what we're seeing on the news. We're seeing houses are staying on the market for, God forbid, six days instead of yeah. just one weekend. What's currently going on with the seller side? It's tricky, right? Because I think it takes sellers longer to adapt to current market conditions than buyers. And I say that yeah. because sellers have that tie, that emotional tie, that sentimental tie to their house that they've been in, whether it's seven years, 17 years, 20 years, that Hey, I, I hear about these home prices having to go down, but that's not my house. My, my house isn't going to be one of those that need a price reduction. And right. I should be able to sell for X because my neighbor sold for X dollars this time last year. And that's where good agents can come in to say, that was last year. Yeah, Last year is not this year. And here's where we need to be. And then pose the questions because in my opinion, it matters who says it. And what I mean by that is I think a lot of agents out there tried to sell their idea, their meaning the agent's idea to say, hey, Jalen, we need to price your home at X, right? And then what's gonna happen if it doesn't sell there? Jalen's gonna get pissed off at me as the agent saying, you told me versus posing that question to say, here's the stats for what they are in the last 30 days. Here's where the price points have sold, whether it be square footage of the home, condition of the home, yes, location of the home, that all play a factor into the price. What are you comfortable with based on the facts showing you what they are. And now if you tell me, I thought I'd be able to sell a bit higher, but seeing that, I think we need to list for X. You yep. told me that. I didn't convince you to say, Jay, this is where we should be. So it matters who says it. And for the sellers out there, it's important to know the facts of the last 30 days, not the last year. Perspective matters and current Very matters. True. And which is why you've seen over in around 40% of properties throughout the San Gabriel Valley get price reductions. Why? Because again, the market's shifting and it's taken some sellers longer than others to accept, okay, I'm not gonna be able to get that price that I was able to get a year ago, or I can't keep bumping it up like I could a year ago. My neighbor yeah. sold for one five, I can sell mine for one six. Yep. And just to piggyback off all this, pricing your home to sell, meaning maybe you're not the most expensive house on the market in within your neighborhood, is very important because the longer a home sits on the market, the more prospective buyers are going to say, what's wrong with it? Yep. There, there's something wrong with it. It's not worth that value. It, the market has proven that your home is not worth that value. So most of the time it's worth underpricing your home and creating a bidding war for it than it is to overprice a home. And then you have to keep reducing the price of your home every single week, especially if you're on a timeline for how quickly you need to be out of that home. And I think that's a massive factor right there. It's what is the driving factor behind selling your home? And if that seller is, it's a job relocation, they need to be in Chicago, 
by September 18th, that should drive the list price. A couple things also come to mind. One, list price is not the selling price. That's where, again, I think agents need to do a thorough job of reminding sellers of that. Just because we're listing there, it doesn't mean we have to sell there, right? Like you said, maybe we price it, hey, based on the amenities of this home and it's four bed, three bath, 2,000 square feet, homes have, have in the last 30 days sold, I don't know, Southern California, I'm gonna make this up, 1.2 million. And they're like, I don't know. Then you can present them with the facts being what they are. Yeah. and present them their options to say, are you comfortable listing your home at that price? And that's going to get you to Chicago on time. Yep. That's a question you have to answer, not me. I don't, I shouldn't have to convince you. And now you're saying, <laughs> okay. And then here's some follow-up questions that I pose to prospective sellers. And that being, okay, what if in two weeks we haven't had any offers yet? What would you like to do? Yep. So before you're even in that situation, because <laughs> what real estate agent wants to have that conversation after it hasn't even moved for two weeks? Right, yep. it, it, it's a crappy discussion. So I like to have that question posed upfront before it's even on the market to say, if this happens, what would you like to do? And again, it matters who says it. Hey, I think we need to drop the price. How much? 50,000, 100,000, what would you like to do, seller? So you're getting that information upfront. So if two weeks come by, you say, hey, just want to drop in. We haven't got any offers yet. Do you still want to go with what we talked about before we listed the home, which was drop the price of X? Right. Yep. And now you're not, it's not a guessing game and they said it as a seller, you didn't have to convince them of it. And this is, this comes down to not just listening to what you hear on the news, doing research yourself, finding someone that's going to advise you so that they can tailor suggestions to you on what your goals are. So again, we've hammered that home many times. Do Jake, that. I just want to add this though, too, because we focused a lot on the price reductions. Yes. I said in around 40% and seeing price reductions, that means in around 50%, because some have sold at list price. That means still around 50% from what I've seen in the San Gabriel Valley has sold over list price still. It's just Very a significantly true. lower number than what we've seen for the past two years. So don't forget that. If it's a nice house in good condition and a good location, it's not uncommon, at least in Southern California, that things are still going above list price. So they're again, seller, just because we're listing it here, it doesn't mean you have to sell there. Yep. Uh, so that another reality that we're still seeing, just not seeing it as much. Yeah. And so now let's jump into the next thing that we constantly see a news cycle on as well, which is interest rates. A lot of people are seeing interest rates flattening out at around this mid fives to low fives. And that's what we're seeing just for an average. And so what does that actually mean for you, whether you're buying or selling? And what can you expect from interest rates in the coming months. So let's quickly answer that first one or that second one. What can we expect from interest rates in the coming months? As long as there is no major world event, whether that be, I don't know, Russia invading another country or wars breaking out somewhere else in a major player, meaning like a China, United States, some other European country that greatly affect the markets. Interest rates are probably going to be standing around this. They do fluctuate still every hour, but at the same time, they're going to be around this mark for the foreseeable future, the next few months at least. And the biggest event that would change any of these interest rates would be if we do go into an official recession early next year, like a lot of experts have already predicted, then we would see interest rates go lower again. So we're talking fours, threes, maybe high threes. And so that's but again, that's a guessing game. 
Again, yeah. yeah, it's a guessing game. Anyone that, any, to Nick's point there, it's a guessing game. And anyone that tries to tell you that they know exactly what they're doing is full of uh, shit. So <laughs> one thing I'll piggyback on real quick too, why you've seen interest rates moderate, I think is a good term. Yeah. Because again, they're, like you said, they're still shifting, but it's just not as volatile. They're not rising at the rate at which they were. A big heavy influencer in that was inflation. Yeah. And so inflation is starting to get reeled in and dialed in and that's why you're seeing interest rates do what they've done, which is even lower a little bit. Because some people will argue we are in a recession for technicality. Yeah. If you take the definition black and white, I think we are. But again, are we seeing massive layoffs and that extent? Not at this point in time. So yeah, good point there. Make sure that you also understand that everything that anyone says is a guessing game. It's all just predictive models and what we've seen in the past and applying those to what we're currently in. But now let's jump right into what to expect when it comes to home prices in the next year. So finishing out this year, early next year, where it's the start of the next buying season. What do we expect from home prices with interest rates leveling off and not being as volatile as Nick pointed out? And if we do hit that recession next year versus if we don't, that can have two different results, to, to put it nicely. When it comes to home price predictions, we're kind of seeing it now where home prices are going to be leveling out. That supply versus demand is starting to balance itself out. So we're not seeing this drastic undersupply of homes for sale versus the amount of buyers. And as that balances out where there's more sellers on the market and there's less buyers because not everyone can afford as much home with interest rates being where they are now, we're now seeing slow leveling out of a healthy housing market. So we're still in that seller's market, but we're no. seeing less of that drastic seller's market that we had at the beginning of this year. Yeah, and I'll make the argument, that's why we need interest rates to stay about where they're at. I think if they do go in the low fours, and God forbid they go back in the threes, as ideal <laughs> as that would be for prospective borrowers, you're gonna be seeing a ton of competition and you're yep. gonna see the minimal inventory that we do currently have wiped out which then yeah. it'll go back to massive appreciation levels and massive price points that are gonna price out a ton more people, which is again, not a healthy market. Right now we're starting to get into that healthier space, which for me personally, as, a, as an agent, I don't want to see low interest rates right now. As lucrative as that is, as Jay alluded to, for some people to get back in the game, to mm -hmm. potentially borrow more, to be able to afford that more expensive house, because again, if interest rates are lower, that allows you to increase your borrowing power. I just don't think that's healthy based on where we're currently at because we've slowly ticked up in that inventory. Another silver lining of <laughs> higher interest rates is the home appreciation. It slows that down. So what are yes. home prices projected to do this year? We're projected to decelerate, not depreciate. Yep. Decelerate meaning slow down that home appreciation. Experts are saying in around 10% nationally. Last year, I think nationally is around 17, 18%. Yeah, ridiculous. Um, state of California is almost 20%. So you're gonna see a deceleration, but even 10% is twice the normal appreciation rate over, over the last 30 years for the United States. We've yep. seen in around four to half, five percent as a normal year-to-year -year appreciation. So even at 10%, it's lower than last year. You'll hear in the news, oh my God, we're significantly lower than last year. That's healthy. That yep. is not a bad thing, but they are reporting a technical fact that it's lower. <laughs> yeah. It's like in, when you're on the highway, when you're used to going 90 miles an hour, and that's where our economy was for the last two years. Then you slow down to 75 and the speed limit, you're just like, this feels so slow. You're going to speed <laughs> yeah. limit. You're right where you need to be. Yeah. 
This isn't so, a bad thing. This isn't yeah. a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. That's where we're expected to go with home price appreciation. It's going to slow down, but it's not going in a negative anytime. No, no, you're not going to see a crash. You're not going to no. see a crash that a lot of armchair economists have, I think, just are hoping that happens, but it's not going to happen. Yeah. Thanks for listening for this week's episode of Real Estate Roundup. We really hope that you found our discussion on what the rest of 2022 holds for the housing market, both insightful and helpful. And if you have any questions about anything that we discussed today or would like help with your real estate needs, please reach out to us. We'd be more than happy to help you navigate these ever-changing markets. Also, what are your thoughts on this issue? Be sure to join that conversation by leaving a comment below. And if we have earned it, that's always a key for us. Help grow the show by giving us a five-star rating and subscribing to the Beyond Real Estate podcast. And don't forget to share this episode with someone who might benefit from hearing it. Until next time, thanks for listening. We'll see you here again Friday. Want to see, hear, or listen to more of Nick's take on the California real estate market? Check out my links below. Also, check out the links below for more information on products, books, or references made in this podcast. And please don't forget to subscribe, like, and share.